Hey. What's are we actually recording? I guess I guess we are recording. I guess that's how this works. Oh, can, I, can we trim this at all later, or is this just the way it is? I think I think it's I think this is the way it is. All right. Well, then let's get going. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fun. Yeah, that way to jump right in. Yeah. Oh man, cool. So, uh, so, so, why are we doing this? Uh, well, mostly because we just figured out that there's a, a co-hosting feature on Anchor that allows up to eight people to join a recording session. Yeah, and also we forgot to record the podcast this week. Oh yeah, that too. That too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the other three of us were ready to go, and we thought Tom died. Um, it turns out he was just helping his dad move. Yeah, I, uh, he's, my dad is renovating his, uh, kitchen and, uh, bathroom and we live about five miles away from each other and he, uh, needed help moving some stuff. So, and also I may have forgot that there was a podcast. Uh, 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 there's the truth. Yep. So So, what's in the news today? Uh, let's get well as far as like industry news i don't know that there's anything that exciting but at least not as exciting as what we've been up to wait there's one exciting thing in the industry i just want to point this out oh okay go for it sergio marchioni wore a tie to a press conference what yeah uh-huh, wait, did, yeah. Did, and then he took it off when he returned after the break did he did he still have a sweater vest thing that he wears he did still have his sweater thing, yeah. Okay, all right. I swear he's probably the only person uh, in the public eye that I know of that is that makes multi millions a year and wears like a twenty eight dollars sweater to press conferences. Dude, he's got to be. He's Italian, right? I mean, Marcioni. Yeah, yeah he's Italian. It's got to be like a two thousand dollars sweater vest. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. It probably is it's made by. <laughs> I don't know who it's made by. Some hand-stitched freaking uh, tailor that he's got in Milan or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, there is one other piece of news along that, if we want to go along this route. Um, All right, what do you got? Apparently, uh, Mark Roos, the, G- the GMVP, crashed a uh, Corvette ZR1 pace car ahead of an Indy race. Oh, yeah. No, that's, uh, that did actually happen. Yes, yeah, Sal sent me that text while he was at the races. Oh, that was that the one he was at? Yeah, the dude was the Belle Isle Grand Prix. Yeah, that's where he was. Oh, man. I feel like we could go on, but maybe we should just move on to another topic. <laughs> yeah, let's just move on to another topic. <laughs> so, yeah, that was interesting. Um, so, yeah, so Sal went to that, and he sent us some pictures that we're going to be posting on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And then I went to Lingenfelter this last weekend. The Cars and Coffee, like their kickoff Cars and Coffee, which was really good, actually. And then, um, let me see. Then I, there was something else we did, too, aside from the truck, because the truck is the big update. It's true. We did a lot of work on the truck this weekend. Yeah, and uh, we were posting on Instagram and stuff. Um, I'm starting to get excited about it. Aside from how we did sit in it, and uh, just so you know, Mike, I know it was really tight in there, and I did bike 20 miles this morning just so, you know, to try and work on that. That's good. I actually, um, I did not go out running this morning, but I'm going to soon um, to make sure that we fit. (laughs) Yeah, it's tight in there, man. It is, wow. Um, 
12,000 miles tight. Yep. But yeah. actually, so other news, too, along that lines. Well, we still don't have brakes, which is confusing. Yeah, we're not exactly sure why. but uh... It can't be that complicated, but it's just one of those things where we have to put the time into it to figure it out. Yeah, and currently I haven't had the time to put into it. So that's it's next on the list. Let's put it that way. Yep, and so we might be running to North Carolina sometime. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We might be running to North Carolina for uh, fenders and a bed because I recently found a guy who is um, he parted. He's, he's parted out a half a dozen of these trucks in the last few years or more. And uh, so he has a lot of parts to get rid of. And he says he has some good fenders and a good bed, which will save us some time uh, at the expense of travel. Yeah. And then also. As of last night, we have a backup vehicle. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So Mike and I uh, like old Ford trucks, obviously. And, uh, yeah. So a friend of mine here, in, uh, like nearby, was actually selling his 1985 F-250. And I went and picked that up last night. Well, I didn't pick it up yet. He still has it. But I gave him the money. So now he has the money and the truck. And I have just a piece of paper. Tom, you are a very bad business person. It's true. This is true. Although if you have a piece of paper, you're doing okay. At least you okay. covered it. Okay, yeah. Because the paper's not nearly as much fun, though, and the paper's costing me more money. So The papers tend to do that, yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of, speaking of papers, um, we should be legal for the 35 here soon. Oh, cool. Uh, it's been registered before, but then since it has been a project vehicle for half of a decade... Uh, the registration has lapsed, obviously. So that should be uh, legal here this week. And so we should be, yeah, we may not need your backup vehicle, I guess is what I'm saying. Cool. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. And let's see what else we got going on. Uh, yeah, busy, busy week. And if, if we don't go pick up parts, then we might be going to some cars and coffee again. Yeah, well, uh, there's no way that I'm picking up parts this weekend because, as as you well know, that my deadline is two weeks from yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, parts runs will have to wait until after that deadline. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense because really those are not necessarily not not those parts are not necessary for uh, running and moving. No, yeah, those are fringe parts. They're uh, they're feel good, look good parts. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's kind of kind of how that stuff's going. Um, what else you got going on? I mean, you know, my life revolves around a truck right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have some speculation, though. I wanted to cover this a little bit because since we missed the podcast this week, um, Ford is rumored to have purchased Michigan Central Station, which uh, mm-hmm. for anyone who knows either Detroit or Ford, that's big news in both arenas. So uh, we're going to keep on the lookout for more, more news on that and official confirmation, which is probably going to be at least a few months out. But uh, the rumor mill has it that Ford has purchased the, the, what has been the largest uh, it's been called the largest art object in Detroit. And it's also (laughs) been the largest derelict object in Detroit, uh, the largest ruin, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, so we're going to follow that story up. So, so this is interesting because Ford is making a big move towards mobility, right? 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Like, it's rumored. It's rumored that Ford is making a big move towards mobility. We have yet to see it, but it's rumored. Right. Well, I mean, that's what their a lot of their press releases. They're not making any big claims about autonomous driving or any of that stuff. Like they're going for a bigger pie, which is like basically transportation in general. And I just want to point out, they rumoredly bought a train station. Now, I don't know of any Ford trains right now, but trains are a pretty efficient form of transportation, Mike. It's true, but I also don't think that there's any train lines that run near Michigan Central anymore, except for maybe one that goes to, to Canada. And the so, M1. The M1 rail. That's not a train. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's, I don't know. There could be some synergies happening there. Or at least there was a, maybe a presentation with PowerPoint of claiming of synergies happening. There probably was, let's be honest. Yeah. But the uh, the biggest thing that this will do, if assuming it's true, is help change the uh, the narrative around Ford. I think a little bit from kind of the stodgy, stuck in old automaker to more of a slightly forward thinking, uh, city centric mobility whatever you want to have mobility company, I guess. Yeah. Um, because you're know, moving closer to downtown into more of the heart of things is uh, that's not a small consideration from a company the size of Ford, right? That's uh, that points to a somewhat of a change of thinking from the traditional, let's move out to the suburbs and keep our own little fiefdom kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More involved, more, you know, more contact, stuff like that. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I mean, it makes me seem, like I say, for now, it's just rumors because there's no speak of Ford or Ford Land actually buying it. It's all with lawyers and things like that. But that's kind of common in a deal like this. So I kind of expect an announcement in the next few months that Ford was what. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, you got, you're all scrapey over there. Scrapey? Yeah. It's like you're rubbing the microphone. Oh, maybe. Oh. Uh, I mean, I'm on my phone, so that might have something to do with it. Yeah, that's uh, oh, this is the first time we've done this, so it's worth you know, live and learn, I guess. We'll have to refine that concept, yeah. Um, let me see what else we got to get storage and transportation stuff for the truck, and man, we have a lot to do and not much time, dude. You know, you know what, we need to do? Um, we have we've actually started an Alcan 5000 page on the website carsandfiltered.com, um, and we're gonna post up there the route that we're planning on taking to Seattle. And also the route that we're planning on taking back from Seattle, because mm. those are the only things that we control. Yeah. Um, and if any of you, if any of our listeners have any advice on where to stop or interesting things to, to see and or do uh, along that route, and by along that route, I mean like 15 or 20 minutes off the beaten path is acceptable. But anything beyond that, we're not going to endeavor to do. But if you have interesting things or like campsites or things like that, um, then by all means, let us know, post it up. I think we have comments turned on all over on the website. So you should be able to let us know and, uh, and drop us a line so that we have some places to see, do, stop while we're on our trip. Yeah, and definitely on Facebook too. Um, if you search Cars Unfiltered on Facebook, we'll pop up on there. And Instagram, I'm pretty active on the DMs on Instagram. So yeah, any of those places. Um, yeah, slide, slide into Tom's DMs. Yep, yep. That's where, dude, <laughs> the action goes down there in uh, in the DMs for sure. So, 
Cool. Uh, let me see. Do you got anything else? No, that's pretty much it. Cool. We might, if there's like some interesting car news that pops up today, we might do some more small segments, but um, yeah. And then we'll try and refine this. I think we like using anchor for distribution and everything. So we'll try and up our audio quality uh, by doing these like collab thingies that they do. Yeah. We'll, we'll get better at this for sure. This is a, a first shot. So yeah, it's super nice though. I like it. Props to those I guys. Like, I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, catch you all next time.